Ben, you ready? Three, two, one. one. Hey, hey, everybody. This is one, y two, three. Y'all heard. heard. Oh, there was a pause. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to Y'all Heard. This is uh, a podcast hosted by Pete Phillips. And Marissa Phillips, who are not related. And it's a show where we try to tell you about things that you don't know about that we hope, you know, you might be interested in. Or in other words, which I will keep saying, yeah, things I hope you so. didn't know you needed to know. <laughs> um, this one's this is pretty needed, I think, today, you know, especially if yeah. you're suffering from the particular condition. Yeah, so, Marissa, how has your week been going so far? Um, it's something of a haze, because I'm still dealing with the mental weight of having an 80-year-old's body, <laughs> <laughs> and that I have a stomach ulcer. And... Just so all of our listeners know, that 80-year-old body will be shaking it in the upcoming Puerto Rican Day Parade in Philadelphia. I, I will, and I I don't know. It's weird now, because Puerto Rico's so destroyed. Yeah, it seems I odd to have a parade weird. at this point. Maybe like a what? bake sale? It seems odd to have a parade. Like know, maybe some so sort of fundraiser know. would be better. It just feels weird. So I don't know, guys show up and support whatever it is they do do but it, yeah it feels weird being joyful um do do and the only other thing worth mentioning in my week is that a superior of mine played a disturbed song for me <laughs> and i just kept going what disturbed not because i don't know who they are but because it was real weird that he was making me hear a disturbed song and then he said Oh, you're not familiar with them? You must have known them back in their punk days. I mean, their punk hip-hop days. You know, they were a real <laughs> punk band. Like, kind of like punk hip-hop. And then I just looked away till he left. Wait, what's punk, punk hip-hop a thing? Can you name a punk hip-hop artist for me? I would say it's not really a thing, though you could argue that some 41 somehow oh, yeah 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 i could see that canadians yeah. see because i remember i remember like the hard like the you know like metal hip-hop crossover whatever that was called like a limb Bizkit per se or a yeah. lincoln park but what even is disturbed i can't like back in there but down Shit. The <laughs> like well yes i said there's one song that i know of theirs uh because um, European DJs, the Bloody Beatroots, did something with it, and they made it even noisier. But they're DJs, and so they actually added like a a beat that was fast and and stuff yeah. to it. So it kind of made it, I don't want to even say enjoyable, but it made it more interesting. Tolerable, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can go with tolerable. So Pete, how's your week going? I've been sick all week. I have been taking decongestants, and finally, I think I realized that I've taken so many decongestants that I have a head full of snot, so I stopped taking decongestants, <laughs> and maybe I can dry out now. Speaking of drying out, yes, I am drinking for this podcast. If you hear clanging of ice against glasses, or I get progressively silly. Uh, mildly related to what you said, I heard a creepypasta about a kid that wouldn't stop sneezing. 
And then his brother killed him because he was so grossed out by the constant sneezing. Yeah. And it turned out there was a slug in his brother's nose. It occurs to me that when I say head full of snot, that might turn some people off. So I just, thought I'd, I just thought I'd say it again. Okay, cool. <laughs> thanks. So who should start today? Oh, you're definitely starting. Okay. So <laughs> what I'm about to talk about seems to totally uninterest, unintrigue, and Peter's just totally unimpressed with sleep paralysis, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and I will say that sleep paralysis is kind of like telling someone about your dream. If it happened to you, you're kind of fascinated by it, but if you've never experienced it, you kind of don't care and you think it's boring. Case in point, peace. <laughs> anyway. Fair. <laughs> I had sleep paralysis happen to me only two times in my life. Uh, they were during points of extreme stress. And during those times, I woke up, I couldn't move any part of my body, I could just open my eyes, and in my mind, I knew for a fact that there was another presence in the room. Like, that there was just, like, some, I don't know, ghostly being just there. I didn't see it, but I, like, knew matter-of-fact it was. Um, I didn't know sleep paralysis was a thing at the time, so I thought maybe it was a ghosty experience. But, like, recently, like, after the Netflix documentary The Nightmare came out, um, I've become obsessed with it and trying to, like, figure out what I think it is. Um, this this because, is where I check out. <laughs> and because I'm a very impressionable person and very, I believe in everything, um, sleep paralysis chills me to the core. The Nightmare changed my life, and I'm horrified of sleep paralysis. And in researching for today, I stopped at a point because I convinced myself that if I read too much, I would conjure the visions that of Slenderman. What did you say? Of Slenderman. No, shut up. It's not Slenderman. There is no overlap. Stop that. You're making fun of this. So the well, the I guess the skeptics or serious definition of sleep paralysis is a disconnect between the brain and body when a person is on the fringe of sleep or this is something that happens when a person experiences an incomplete transition between sleep and wakefulness and uh, after many years of study um, experts generally seem unable to determine whether you're asleep or awake during sleep paralysis there's no general consensus um, I just want to so, interject because my, my topic is also related to sleep. How the hell have we not figured out shit about sleep? Like, we have been sleeping since we started existing, and I came up with some of the same things for my topic. They're like, oh, but we don't know a lot about sleep yet. <laughs> it's like, that's unacceptable. <laughs> like, because, that's like, we don't know what water's made of yet. <laughs> well, see, that would just further my points of this being supernatural based. The fact that we can't get a grip on all it. Sleep, all sleep is supernatural. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what I love about sleep paralysis and with any good... What I love about sleep paralysis <laughs> is the I way like that it makes me lose 10 pounds by the morning. You know, I, like, I like a good scary story. And what I like about this is that like the ancient accounts and like the old world accounts are so creepy and overlap so much with the modern accounts, which of course make you think like what came first. Like pe Are people just like seeing the things because they read about it, or are they all seeing the same thing? But regardless, um, some of the more like old world accounts, um, in China, uh, it was called, I'm not Chinese, I probably will say this wrong, Guya, 
And it referred to a ghost that sits believe, on you. I believe that was a Martin Lawrence catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> a ghost that sits on you and assaults you in your sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Newfoundland, uh, sleep paralysis could be referred to old hag because it's associated with visions of an old witch sitting on the chest of the sleeper. Um, in old Japan, it's sometimes interpreted to be a giant devil whose foot came down on the sleeper's chest. And in the West Indies, it was called Kokoma and meant, this is my favorite. That, a ghost, and that's a Beach Boys song. <laughs> shut up, that's Kokoma. A ghost baby jumped on the sleeper's chest and attacked the throat. Um, so all the older accounts all seem to do with something sitting on your chest and the... The beings you see seem to be pretty volatile. Um, in more modern accounts, it's less of like a witch or a demon on your chest, and it's more seeing shadow people. Mm. If you've seen the documentary The Nightmare, they talk a lot about shadow people. Um, <clears throat> shadow people, there are different types, but um, generally they're male in appearance. I've never heard a story of like a female shadow person. Um, they're tall. Uh, they may be wearing a cloak or a hat, and I rarely do they speak. There's a few accounts of people hearing weird things whispered in their ears during sleep paralysis, but generally the shadow people don't say anything. Um, some of the shadow people lurk and observe. Um, some are known to attack, and I've heard a lot of accounts of people who were strangled and felt like they couldn't breathe during sleep paralysis. And ridiculously, there are also shadow cats. Um, no, no shadow dogs? So, I will just say, even though this doesn't mean much, um, I actually know a person personally who their sleep paralysis involved seeing the shadow people, and they said it matter of fact. Uh, that would be Eric. And would you trust? No shadow cats. No, just shadow people. Um, so even though the old world and the modern accounts differ a little bit, um, they generally both deal with like ghostly figures, and like I said, sometimes they're attributed to demons. Um, and what I found interesting, and it made sense to me, um, if you are a skeptic, um, in the article I was reading in the New York Times, um, many scholars think that sleep paralysis may actually explain reports of witch attacks or alien abductions in ancient times, and it might uh, explain a lot of the modern-day alien abduction stories. Um, so while, like I said, there's a wide range of different things people experience in sleep paralysis, um, but across the board, it usually involves an extra presence in the room, you being unable to move, um, and many times people feel like they're being assaulted, attacked, having trouble breathing, and seeing horrific visions. Um, so a few facts I read that really creeped me out. Uh, this sounds absurd to me. Uh, But according to people who have done studies, sleep paralysis seems to sometimes run in families and be genetic. Uh, So that's weird. So there's a possibility that your dad has suffered from this, but he is so hard that he just wasn't affected. He was just like, woke up, saw some shadow people, and just went back to bed. (laughs) Well, actually, I did to my dad, and he was like, yeah, that happened. And then he said something. And it didn't really sound like sleep paralysis. But yeah, when my father says horrifying things happen, he's just like, yeah, this happened. Mm-hmm. And then whatever. Then I so, ate a human baby. Like, <laughs> yeah, so you might have. <laughs> um, and 
while it's normally harmless, like I said, I it was harmless for me and my friend who had it happened with the shadow people. It was harmless, um, but some people experience attacks during sleep paralysis, and some scholars believe it may actually be linked to a pattern um, of unexplained deaths that her, that happened to a certain group of people in Southeast Asia. Um, at the time, a bunch of victims died, and they were all healthy young people, and they died in their sleep. And um, it showed indications that they were fighting for breath right before they died, and their their face kind of looked like they were like in discomfort and terror. So they think that sleep paralysis might have somehow been linked to that um, rash of unexplained deaths. Um, so I imagine Pete is still a skeptic in this, but I will I feel I feel the need to clarify. It's not like I'm unconvinced. I'm just not yet convinced. <laughs> okay. Well, I what, like uh, I don't want on episode 3 everybody to be like, "Oh, there's Pete. He's the skeptic. He doesn't believe yeah. in anything." You know, what? like I'm open. Okay. I'm just not 100% there yet. In fact, I I and and I don't want to cut you off if you're heading in this direction, but I do like your proposal that it comes in times of strife and and personal conflict and stress well yes so what i was going to say last is some of the well no one knows definitively what causes it but through studies some of the things known to cause sleep paralysis like i said apparently it could run in the family but um generally lack of sleep can cause sleep paralysis um times of extreme stress um which like i said i totally believe it the time it happened to me i was never so stressed in my life um, if you're narcoleptic, uh, you may be prone to bouts of sleep paralysis and apparently certain ADHD medications, uh, can lead to sleep paralysis. So do I feel like these all lead to heart no. disease as well. Well, <laughs> maybe heart disease is kind of supernatural. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that's, um, that's all I have on sleep paralysis. I wanted to delve more on the demonic part, but I was scared to, so I didn't. So that's what I have for you. Well, okay. Uh, the obvious question that comes to mind to me is, were you to be a shadow person, what kind of shadow person would you be? Would you be somebody who just stands there and watches somebody while they're sleeping? Or would you attack? Or would you be somewhere in the middle? <laughs> yeah, I would I would sort of attack them and be like, just like just like tap them on the toe, you know, and then like, just back off and be like, "See." <laughs> I would. Hmm. Um, because that second question that I have, possibly related, you can maybe think about the first while you think about the second is. Why is a shadow person just coming in the middle of the night and watching you sleep? To fill you with terror. And supernatural beings may or may not feed on your terror. <laughs> so, matter of fact, of uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I want everyone just to know if you, if anyone that knows me well knows this. Since listening to my favorite podcast, last podcast on the left, I've never been the same, and now I believe that everything is possible. Except vampire. Except vampires. <laughs> <Fairies>, probably. <laughs> An episode even convinced me trolls are real. But anyway. I work with one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so Pete, what have you got for us? Wait, that's it? That's the end of uh, of sleep paralysis? Oh, I just did a... I don't okay. know, I thought it was pretty long. No, I don't no, want to no. on forever. No, uh, I feel like we, we should have some, some discussion about it first. Again, what kind oh, of yeah, shadow yeah. person would you be? But also... Uh, <laughs> well, okay, I, I'm going to interject quickly and say something that I want to expand upon in another episode, a few tease. episodes from now, because I don't want everything to be supernatural. But um, while, while sleep paralysis may happen at times of extreme stress, you could either think like, oh, maybe like sleep deprivation causes it, or as many people think, <laughs> many people is a relative thing to say, <laughs> but uh, times of undue stress make you susceptible to supernatural occurrences right. and make you susceptible to demons and make you susceptible to, um, uh, what's the word? Possession. Uh so, I mean, so you could kind of take it both ways. Maybe I was, I let my guard down and I was, I, I, I was susceptible to these forces when I had it. So this, I'm going to use that as an opportunity to transition into mine uh, because I want to talk a s- very briefly about another sleep para. And um, just so that I can fully explain this, <laughs> um, one of the problems that I have when it comes to sleeping is sleep paranoia. Um, and to explain... I had a, is it silly to call it a live-in girlfriend? But I had a girlfriend that I lived with, and she would listen to me while I spoke in my sleep, and then hold the things that I said against me. Ew! And so, and so I would get very paranoid about sleeping, and what I was dreaming about, and what I was saying in my sleep, and all sorts of things. But wait, were you saying weird things? No, um, for example, one time I woke up and she was upset with me. And when I finally determined why she was upset with me, she said that I wasn't making specific words, but I was making like, you know, like, like I wasn't speaking clearly, like I was kind of mumbling, but my tone was flirtatious. And so, (laughs) (laughs) yes. And so she was very mad at me. Because in the dream, I must have been flirting with somebody else. Otherwise, I would have just woken up and flirted with her, right? So Your girlfriend was unreal. <laughs> so I do carry this weight of some some form of sleep, yeah, paranoia, which makes me very self-conscious about what I dream while I'm sleeping. But as we have sort of learned from your example, you can't really control what you're dreaming about i have actually i my hand to god because of this experience and while living with her i started to look up how you can control what you dream about (laughs) and like you know if you they say like you know like if you watch criminal minds before you go to sleep and it's a really graphic episode or something then you could fall asleep and have some nightmares about you know terrifying things because that was the last thing that was filling your head and then you went to sleep other people will say sort of like the least consequential thing of your day will rise to the surface while you're sleeping. And in those cases, I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. Like, I don't know how. So yeah, I would try to, um, yeah, I would try to sort of fill my head with things at the end of the day uh, to try to curve my dreams (laughs) in a certain direction that would not involve any sexual, like, flirtation (laughs) or anything like that. Your life is so (laughs) weird. 
and to make it worse, she was a very sensitive sleeper. And um, I don't. I, I would say like on a scale of ten, one to ten, if one is very sensitive and ten is like you can sleep through uh, the apocalypse, I would say like I'm probably in the middle. Like I can. Today, I uh, a text notification woke me up from a nap, and I was like bummed about that. But I mean, it's just a little bling bling, and it woke me up. So you know, I think I'm pretty sensitive myself. Anyway, getting to the point. <laughs> When did I, I probably went out with her maybe like five years ago? So since then, I have sort of experienced a. Now I, I also would like to put this out as a disclaimer. Just in general, I'm a pretty insecure person, and so that <laughs> translates as well to my sleep. And I have some insecurity about my sleep because I don't have super weirdo, fun, exciting dreams. And, I mean, if I'm honest, I don't suffer from sleep paralysis either. Like, Marissa can at least suffer from sleep paralysis and have some sort of... I'm not saying that I want it, but, like, you can have... I hope you get it tonight. <laughs> you can have an interesting experience while sleeping. And so, I mean, even to add another layer to that, if sleep paralysis comes during great times of stress... I am constantly stressed, and so why am I not suffering from sleep paralysis? But um, the other thing that comes to mind is that, like, I teach a creative writing class, and I think to myself, I'm supposed to be a creative person when I dream. Why am I dreaming about the most boring shit in the world? Why am I dreaming about things that don't light me up, that just feel like I actually have instances where I confuse dreams for reality because <laughs> my dreams are so realistic and boring? Like, I'll be like, oh, my friend at work, James, weren't we talking about this last week about how to set up authentication for, and he'll be like, no. And I'll be like, oh, and then it will occur to me that I dreamed it. Ew. So, uh, the example that I came up with just because it happened yesterday is that, um, I woke up from a dream and in the dream, I'm in a big gymnasium and I'm watching some sort of game. Both teams that are playing the game are women. Uh, and they're all on roller skates, but it looks like it's some sort of form of hockey. And I'm just sitting there watching this game, which is not unheard of. My nephew plays hockey. He's not a woman. But my, my nephew plays hockey, and I've been to a hockey game. Um, somebody scores a goal, and I recognize this person, but I like now I don't remember who it is. They score a goal, and then they like skate past me, and they smile at me like, Hey, wasn't that a good job? <laughs> And I kind of like, yeah, and I'm clapping, and then that's it. That's the end of it. And, um, okay. but I'm not like, yeah, you scored a goal. I'm not like losing it or anything like that. It's just, and I'm not like, I'm sorry, but I, I feel like a, a normal, creative, you know, a person who's having fun dreams is playing the game, not sitting watching the game <laughs> from the sidelines. And so, um, I started to look into this concept of boring slash mundane dreams, and I found other people who have written extensive articles because they're more inspired than I am, uh, who have also suffered, I'll use that term loosely since since you actually had something scary, mine's more like yeah. boring, <laughs> but who have also, uh, how about been afflicted by this particular okay. condition? Um, and those people have done research, and the general thing that sort of dismisses the whole concept of, of having boring dreams is that dreams are most common and vivid during REM sleep, rapid eye movement, or the band from the 90s. <laughs> um, some 
Somebody who constantly dreams of mundane things then is following a proper sleep cycle and is waking up during non-REM stages of sleep. If you wake up during REM stages, then the, the, you're remembering something that is more vivid. But if you're waking up during those in-between points, you're not remembering those things because huh. they're not right and you know they're not right fresh in your mind. So that's a thing that brings me a little bit of comfort. And I thought if any of our listeners were having some boring dreams, it might help them as well. But then it got into some interesting things. Um, the concept that dream logic sort of shifts. So the example that was used in this particular article that I was reading is Marissa. If I was, you know what? I don't want to use you as an example because I actually did come at you with a knife before, but like, yeah. uh, <laughs> say, say a stranger is coming at you with a knife. Um, to in, my throat, by the way, we'll in your brain, in your brain, when you're in reality, you don't go, Oh, this is crazy. I must be dreaming. Instead, you go, oh, shit, somebody's coming at me with a knife. I got to run yeah. or defend myself. But they're saying that in dream logic, you, nece you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, I have to run or something like that, that you would be like, oh, I'm dreaming. Let's see where this goes. And then you mm -hmm. would get stabbed or something. Um, so I'm wondering to myself, okay, maybe I'm sitting there. And this is, I, I know that this sounds like a bit of a leap, but uh, <laughs> but I'm wondering, like, Maybe I'm sitting there watching this hockey game, and if I just looked down, I would have like ten tentacles for legs <laughs> instead of two human legs. <laughs> and so maybe I'm just not recognizing the things that are creative about my dream, because that's another thing that some of these articles pointed to, that when you're sleeping, extraordinary things don't seem so extraordinary because they seem more realistic. Like, if you're flying, you don't think, Wee! I'm flying through the air! You think... This is normal. I always fly through the air, sort of. This sounds a lot just like <laughs> a commentary on your own life, but okay. <laughs> I know the direction you're going in. And so um, I'll read this excerpt. Psychoanalysis would have us believe that dreams are an access point to our unconscious and id-driven desires unleashed while executive control snoozes. So our big brain sleeps and our little brain goes nuts, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, of course, brings me to the conclusion where I go, why is my little brain so freaking boring? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they uh, researchers, that's sort of what a psychologist would say, but a sleep researcher would say that a dream is just made of a bunch of rando stuff that happens to you, to you throughout the day uh, that you can't really be disappointed in your dreams just because they're not interesting to you or something like that. Um, there's just not enough kind of, I guess, random stuff happening in your brain. So perhaps I should be sort of trying to creatively stimulate myself more or watching episodes of Criminal Minds before I go to sleep uh, <laughs> so that I can have vivid, horrific dreams. But um, the other thing that I think makes an important distinction here is that and again, this is for everybody else and for me. Just because you have a dream that seems weird, your mind might not register it as weird, going back to that idea. What people tend to talk about the most when they remember a dream and they can't wait to tell you about it is that the dream is very vivid. And so these are people who are waking up in REM stages and can remember vivid details of their dream. Mm-hmm. 
And just because you can't remember vivid details of your dream, it doesn't mean that you're not having exciting dreams. It just might mean that you can't remember those dreams. And that's something that, of course, I've heard many times throughout my life. Like, oh, we all have exciting dreams and we all have boring dreams. It's just that sometimes we don't always remember what they are. And so um, looking at the stages of sleep and what uh, regular sleep pattern would look like throughout the night, there are you know, on average, four stages where I could wake up during REM sleep and have a very vivid recollection of a dream. Um, I guess my question is, why is it that I wake up during those vivid stages of a dream and I remember some sort of ladies uh, roller hockey game where somebody else scores a goal? (laughs) Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. So let let me clarify that again. Mm-hmm. So if you're not remembering really vivid dreams, that means maybe you're completing the whole sleep cycle. Yes. But you yourself, even though your dreams are kind of boring, they're very vivid, so you think it is the REM cycle? At times, yes. Okay, okay. But well, if I if I show you this, this sleep chart, you have four <laughs> of them throughout the night. Yeah. On average. And so, yeah, maybe I'm just waking up, you know, like during number three, and number three is just not the coolest one of the night. So I'm going to say what everyone listening is thinking, which... My life is just so dull. No, that I think what you should do is research and try to practice lucid dreaming. Right. So that was another thing that I came across, um, where I came across two sleep researchers that said you can train yourself to remember dreams better, but one of the things that you have to sacrifice is booze. (laughs) Sorry. And... um, yeah, and then this concept of lucid dreaming so that you can better understand your dreams. Both of them require practice, and I haven't been to the gym in two weeks. So what the hell do you want from me? <laughs> My brother tried to do lucid dreaming. He said he achieved it If Carlos once. can't do it, then I'm not even going to No, try. he achieved it once. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So. But does it, see, lucid dreaming to me sounds like sleep paralysis. Like it sounds like it's going to be I am partially cognizant in order to experience the dream yeah so this this to me is i realize very dismissive of your previous point and i'm just saying sleep paralysis is just some dream you're awake for (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah (sighs) i'll do lucid dreaming and i'll come up I'll, i'll like experience like the worst horrors of my life and then i'll go i wish i never knew what i dreamt well, my brother lucid dreamt. It just—I swear it was just like he was in a house and he like was so, suddenly self-aware and he went downstairs and got an orange <laughs> and then he woke up. So it's See? not like he did like anything like otherworldly, but like that would be cool. I think you should do it and then tell us all about it. Not 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 you could just will it into happening. You should try to do it and tell us how it goes. Perhaps on a later episode, I can cover lucid dreaming. I think that would be fun. Yeah, that'll be a companion piece for a future sleep-related episode that, or a topic that you, you can come up with. That's right, I can think of something. Um, but the guys, way, um, I was in a relationship with that girl for two years, and um, I'm going to say I probably regret like 60% of it. That's it? Yeah, yeah. When I look back, there were some, there were some fine times. Fair enough. I'm really surprised you didn't have sleep paralysis at that time. No, maybe um, she was a shadow person. Maybe because maybe you know what, she did disappear from the internet. <laughs> and so she basically doesn't exist. Okay. Oh, so now you're saying shadow people don't exist? I see. Thank you. Thank um, 
<laughs> that was not the direction I was going in, but sure, I'll take it. Okay. And also, I realize I never answered you. I would be a lurker. Which yeah. kind of kind of person would you be? I feel like I'd probably be a lurker too. You know, like I would. I really wouldn't. I don't like making other people feel uncomfortable. Me neither. And like probably like maybe one out of ten times, I'd be like, "Boo!" I'm just like, I like. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, even if I was feeding on people's terror, I feel like lurking would be sufficient. It would be a steady stream of terror, and I like consistent contentment rather than like big spurts of things, big spurts of excitement. So I think that'd be perfect for my personality. <laughs> well, um... I'm starting to acquire a small pile of paper next to my desk here, based on all the things that we've talked about in Y'all Heard episodes. Because I wanna... still print things out like I'm <laughs> 150 years old. I hand-wrote my notes last time. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Do you want to tease any of your future topics? Uh, no, because I realized I don't really have a lot. I just still have Guam. <laughs> and Guam is starting to be less important now that uh, Kim Jong-un is ready to blow up uh, us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. to President McMoron in the UN. <laughs> Getting topical there, Pete. Mm-hmm. Don't get too crazy. <laughs> you know what? And if you voted for him, then stop listening. <laughs> Pete did a sassy hand wag for yep. those of you that can't see. Just did it again. Anyway, any closing words? Oh, um, if you listen to watch us... Watch who you sleep watch... with. What? Watch who you sleep with. That's my... Yeah, watch who you sleep with. Also, mm-hmm. if you listen to us and want to give any feedback, uh, you can speak to Pete on Twitter. What's your... At Pete Abides. P-E-T-E-A-B-I-D-E-S. Um... But I, you know what? Why do we have to go in order? I'm going to go back again <laughs> to watch who you sleep with. Guys, Marissa Phillips' family has a party every Halloween. Big old blowout, right? Every yeah. year, Marissa invites me there. And she goes, you can get totally shwasted. She doesn't say that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and yeah. you can sleep at my house. We got couches galore. And I refuse to sleep in places that I don't know what's going on. Partially because... My ex-girlfriend made me so paranoid about sleeping. Now I know what Marissa's going to say. You've been not coming to that party for much longer. Than yeah. <laughs> so I would like to pull back on all of this and pretend I never said it. Pete Abides uh, on I, Twitter. <laughs> I will also say that my boyfriend, I invited him to go to my parents' house, and he was like, do I have to sleep on a couch? That's too exposed. And the person I am, I tell my parents everything. And I was like, he doesn't want to sleep over. The couch is too exposed. And for like 10 minutes, we're like, exposed? What is exposed? I would love to have that conversation with your mom. (laughs) What are we going to do? We're going to come down naked and duck. So, yeah. A lot of people have a lot of things. No, he means he's too exposed. He's in a vulnerable position. He doesn't have a door that he can close. But yeah, anyway, follow We're, at Pete Abides on Twitter, and I'm at Riss Vandal on Instagram, and I have a second Instagram where I dress up like Victorian people and make up etiquette at Courtship of Veneer. So follow me at either of those Instagrams. All right, well, thank you for I, listening. I apparently have uh, 
a very dark uh, <laughs> turning Instagram account called Sports Card Truths. Um, where, yeah, um, been having a rough week, guys. So I've been taking my thoughts and attributing them to former baseball players. Um, and some of them are coming out a little tough, like uh, like the last one, which is about retiring and then just dying when all of your money runs out. But, you know, I I don't know if it's such a terrible idea. <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening. <laughs> See y'all heard. Jump to you next week. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Yeah, hi. Hi.